This week's parasha is parasha by Yigash, but it's also a Sarbateves. So, is there a connection between the two? Also, Kiva's birthday. It's also tomorrow's Kiva's birthday. Yeah. Oh, it's English, English. My Hebrew was uh, last connection. Yeah, that's that's okay. tomorrow. Anyway, so in this week's parasha, it says that uh, tells the story how yeah, Yaakov was Yosef revealed himself to the brothers, and then they, the brothers came back and told Yaakov that Yosef was still alive. So, Yosef, so Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. He went down to Mitzrayim to, to see Yosef, right? And um, it says on the way he went to Beersheba, and then he went from there, he went to Mitzrayim. The Medrash says he went to Beersheba to get, to get Arazim, to get cedar for uh, Arazim, which we know from Pashas Truma. He, used, he planted the cedar trees in Mitzrayim to be able to have wood for the. Mishkan, for the Krashim. So we see that Yaakov knew that at this point he was going down to Golis, and that's where they were going to be, and that's where they were going to stay in Golis. And, and we know that next week's parsha is Parshish Vayechi. And generally, between every parsha and the Torah, there's a separation between the two parshas. However, between the parshas of Ayigash and Vayechi, there is no separation. And Rashi says, he brings the Medrash, the reason why the parashas are stuma, parashachi is, is closed up, is because since Yaakov Avinu was going to die, it was nistumu enehem velibam shal Yisrael mitzaras hashibah. The, the eyes and the hearts of the Yisrael, Jews that lived in Mitzrayim became closed up because of the Taras hashibah. The Mepharshim and the Medrash ask two questions. One of them, they ask a question, I'm asking another question. Mepharshim and the Medrash ask, the Tzaras Hashiba didn't start till much later. Yaakov Avinu didn't die till the end of the parsha, and not only that, other places it says that the Shiba didn't start until all of the children of Yaakov died, which was much later. So what was the? Because Yaakov Avinu got sick, they began to become nervous from the Shiba. Additionally, if you're going to say it's cause just because they knew they were going into Galus, but they knew already by Yigash they were going into Galus. Why didn't they get nervous before? So, so the so the first and the Medrash say that. Because Yaakovina was dying, they began to get nervous about the Sheba. They began to get nervous about the Taras Sheba. Why? What, was, what changed when Yaakovina was getting sick that they began to get nervous? So I think the answer is we can answer both questions the same way. It says when Yaakov, this is a very same parasha, it says when Yaakov went down to Beersheba, Hashem appeared to him and he told him, You're going to go down to Mitzrayim, don't worry, Yaakov's going to take care of you, and I'm going to bring you up out of Mitzrayim. And Rashi says he's going to bring him up and make sure he'll be buried in Mitzrayim. But at a minimum, sorry, he'll leave Mitzrayim and be buried in Eretz Yisrael. So at a minimum, he was going to leave at least and be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Well, it could be, as long as Yaakovina was not sick and he wasn't dying, so all of the Shvatim, all the people there, thought maybe we're going to, we're going to bite the bullet, we're going, to miss the, we're going to be able to miss on this ghost. They had hope that they would not get stuck in Mitzrayim, because Yaakovina had a promise that he was going to be able to leave. But once he got sick and they saw he was going to die, they knew, oh no, he's going, maybe he's going to leave, he'll be buried in Eretz Yisrael, but we're going to be stuck over here. And the Golas is for real. So what does it mean? Nistemu enehem means their eyes closed and they didn't, they didn't see any way out. They, saw, they, saw, they were stuck. There was no other. So it was for sure going to happen. And once it was for sure going to happen, then they became very nervous. Meaning once you lose hope, that's when the real Golas starts. As long as they had hope, they, they, they didn't feel the Tsar of the Golas. And once they didn't have hope anymore, they, 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 that's when the Golas became a reality. About Asar B'Tevez, the Pasuk says... In, in, in Yecheskel, where Hashem lets them know about Asar B'tavis, the prophecy about Asar B'tavis, that the Muchan Netzar is going to come on that day. It says, 
he's going to come and he's going to besiege Yerushalayim. It's going to be Be'etzam HaYamazeh. Plus, it says twice, Be'etzam HaYamazeh. If you look in Parashas Hazinu, Rashi says, three times in the Torah, other places, it says things happened, Be'etzam HaYamazeh. It says, by Noach went into the Teva, um, when the Jews left Mitzrayim, and when Moshe Benu died, it says, Be'etzam HaYamazeh. And Rashi explains, each of those places, Hashem made those events happen in broad daylight in front of everybody else, so that you should realize that it was no, there was no way for anybody to stop it. That means it was for sure going to happen. In the broad daylight, come and stop it. So no one could do it. It means it's the same way. There was no way to, out from it happening. So similarly to, similar to what we're saying about once the Jews realized that Yaakov was dying, they knew the Gauls was a reality. Same thing with Hasar Batavis. Once Hasar Batavis, it was because it was sure going to happen. And, it was the, and once, even though it was three years before the actual Chorban that besieged Yerushalayim, they knew for sure that was the prophecy, it was going to happen, and, and, it's, and it's also, they began to lose hope. However, there's an interesting thing, it's a very famous, but it's an interesting thing, because what's the rule if uh, Asar B'tavis falls out on Shabbos? Do we fast? Today's a fast day, it's Friday, it's, we're fasting, but if Asar B'tavis falls on Shabbos, would you fast or not? So most of the Shainim, Rashi and the Rambam, they hold, they know only, only you would not fast on Shabbos, it would be just like Tisha B'av, the Gemara says, if Tisha B'av falls on Shabbos, you fast on Sunday. Same thing would be true of Asar B'tavis. But the Gemara doesn't talk about Asar B'tavis, the Gemara only talks about Tisha B'av. So the Abu Raham says that if Asar B'tavis would fall on Shabbos, which according to our calendar can't happen anyway, but if we fall on Shabbos, you would have to fast. And he says, because it says, Be'etzam HaYam just like it says by Yom Kippur, also it says in the Torah, Krasam Be'etzam HaYam you also call it the, the freedom of the slaves. So, um, I'm sorry, I, I take the Bible. It says, also says, on, 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 on Yom Kippur. So just like Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos, you would fast. So to Asar B'tavis falls on Shabbos, Shabbos, you fast. Now, it's not a Gezer Shabbos, because it's, it's, it's just a sort of a Gilead Mils, according to Abed Ram. But the bottom line is, he's, he's comparing Asar B'tavis to Yom Kippur. Now, is there a connection between Asar B'tavis and Yom Kippur in light of what we're saying, that Asar B'tavis was really like sort of the, the nail in the coffin that for the Chorban to happen three years before, the beginning of the end? I think, can, I, think, I think we take a lesson from the comparison to Yom Kippur as it pertains to what we're saying in the parasha as well. Because Yom Kippur, um, we'll use the Lashon of the Rambam, the Rambam says Yom Kippur is Kate's Mechila Uslichal Yisrael. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, is, is the end of the process of, of Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Esheres and That's when the Xeris decided. But it's, so it's the Kates, it's the end. Just like we're saying that the Asar B'tavis, it was the beginning of the end, meaning that's when it decided it was going to happen. But in Yom Kippur, we know a very interesting thing. Even though it's the Kates, it's in everybody's hands. They can do tshuva, and they can, I mean, they can daven, and they can ask for, for things to happen. And based on that, you know, that's, that's one of the factors, one of the big factors in, in the decision, what to happen. So, meaning, on Yom Kippur, the goal is not to give up hope, right? Yom Kippur, till the very end, you're, you're praying, you're davening, and you're asking for, for, for to have a good year. So if you don't, so, so maybe the Abu Rahams is a, a hidden lesson in the Abu Rahams, um, comparison of Yom Kippur to Asar B'tavis. Asar B'tavis, true, it was the beginning of the end, and there was a prophecy that uh, the, the, the siege was going to start and the Chorban was going to happen, and that's, that's actually what did happen. But, but if you don't lose hope, just like in Yom Kippur, even though Yom Kippur is the end, but you can, you can fight till the very end, and you can, you can have hope until the very end, so too, Asar B'tavis, even Asar B'tavis, even the Chorban, if you won't lose hope, um, who knows? 
you know, even even a, a prophecy, Lurab and Navula Rock, you know, Chuba and Maisim Tavim, it could 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 change. And that's the same thing, because if you don't lose hope, that's what we had, same thing in Parash We said that calls man that the people thought there was a chance that there wasn't going to be a Gaulist, they didn't lose hope, and it wasn't Nistim name. they didn't see it as a reality, as really happening. Only after Yaakov got sick and they, th- they realized, oh no, it's for sure going to happen, that's when they lost hope, and that's when the Gaulists happened. And as a matter of fact, we said, how do we know that Yaakov was, knew there was going to be a Gaulist? Because he brought a Razim and he planted them, he, pl- he brought cedar trees from Beersheba and he brought them to Mitzrayim. And, and he planted them there. And we know in Parashas Truma, it says those are the very cedar trees that he used. He cut down those. He brought them there special. He planted them in Mitzrayim. For hundreds of years, they planted in Mitzrayim. Because Rashi asked the question, how did they have cedar trees to build a Mishka? He said, oh, these were the cedar trees that Yaakov brought to Mitzrayim initially. Meaning he brought them to Mitzrayim with the hope that they were going to leave. Right? That, that, and that hope, is, and some even explain, it's, it's a, a different conversation. I don't want to get into it. But some say even that very hope, when you have hope, for a geula, I have hope for redemption. That's a schus to have a redemption. But the point is, calls man that you have hope, then the geula is a reality and the gaulus is not. Once you lose hope, that's when the gaulus becomes a reality, and that's a sarbateves, and and uh, and that's true in a communal, a national gaulus, and then also an individual sorrow that a person has. As long as you don't lose hope, and you you you, you don't you don't become despondent and you don't give up. Once you lose hope, that's when the tzara becomes, unfortunately, the reality. Because then, because there's no, there's once you lose hope, you, then, then you you, just, you don't you, you don't dominate anymore, and, 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 and the reality sets in, and it's unfortunate. So, Hashem should help that next year tzara b'tevis should be a happy day. It should, we should have the gula, and as long as you don't lose hope, maybe that'll happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah,